Good morning, friends. Today's scriptures find the disciples in times of transition. In our gospel reading, Jesus is about to die and leave the disciples, and he prays for them as they approach a difficult time. In our Acts reading, we skip ahead a bit, but we find a similar time of transition. Jesus has already died in this story. He's already risen from the dead. He's already ascended into heaven. There is an ominously empty seat at the table as the disciples are dealing with Judas's betrayal and death. Jesus has already gone up from them, but the Holy Spirit hasn't yet come down in the decisive flames of Pentecost. That's next week. For now, we sit with the disciples in this place of transition, this place of uncertainty. And we sit with our own transitions, our own uncertainties, our own losses, even amid a time of great hope. This is my last Sunday here. I'm graduating and I'm moving back home to Indiana. I'll be ordained a priest soon and I'll work full time in parish ministry. And I want to pause and say how grateful I am to each of you for the ways that you have shaped me in ministry, for the ways that you have supported me as I've been with you these last two years. In walking with you, I've walked with Jesus. You are doing holy work here in this place. I have seen Jesus in you, in the ways that you have cared for each other, in the ways that you have cared for your community in a time of crisis. I've seen the way your faith makes a difference in your work and your relationships. I have been blessed to be part of this community these past two years, and I am so thankful for all of you. And it's time for my next move now. I am so, so close to a future I deeply want the future where I serve as a priest in God's church. But that future isn't here just yet. Right now, my apartment is full of boxes. Right now, I'm trying to figure out how to say a lot of goodbyes. Right now, I'm grieving losses, and I haven't yet figured out how to fill in the gaps. Right now, I'm in an awkward in-between place. And it's not just me in transition. Next Sunday will be the first Sunday St. John's can welcome worshipers beyond our small team into this space, but today we're not yet there. Our leaders are putting a lot of thought into what comes next, how this transition will work. Some of us may be thrilled at the chance to gather, and some of us may not be so sure how we feel about it all. We might be in an awkward in-between phase for a while yet. And this transition in our parish's life together is a tiny reflection of what's going on all across the country as people figure out how to reopen. We're having some hard conversations about what's safe and what's not. There are some ways, some for better and some for worse, that our life might not ever quite go back to the same as before. There's a lot of joy in this moment, but also a lot of uncertainty still. And in this uncertainty, we're also dealing with loss, and sometimes with betrayal. Some of us have lost loved ones. 
Some of us are dealing with complicated griefs as we haven't been able to seek the support we normally would in our everyday losses and in our life-changing ones. Many of us have lost valuable time with people, whether at school or in our families. Some of us have lost a sense of safety and stability, and we, never, we might never get it back. Some of us have even felt betrayed by people we love in a political climate where so much is at stake. So, like the disciples at the Last Supper, and like the disciples in Acts, we find ourselves in an uncertain transition. We've seen miracles together, and we've faced loss. We've walked with each other and with Jesus through so many crises and so many joys. But we're not sure what happens next. We may not be sure what it looks like to walk with Jesus now. Turning back to our scriptures, we see what Jesus does to prepare the disciples for uncharted territory. In our gospel today, Jesus offers a prayer for the disciples' well-being in the next stage. Jesus prays that the Father will protect them, that the Father will make them one. When Jesus prays, he acknowledges that things won't be easy. They're going to have a troubled relationship with the world. Yet, Jesus asks that those who follow him would be united with one another and with God. He prays that their joy will be complete. He prays that the Father would make them holy and make them whole in this time of trial and transition. And in Acts, in our next transition, we see what the disciples do when they find themselves at loose ends again. Jesus has ascended. The Holy Spirit hasn't yet come down on them in power at Pentecost. Judas, who was once their friend, is dead now under the most painful circumstances. And the disciples don't pretend that everything is fine and just hope that no one will notice the empty seat over there. They talk about their loss. And then they figure out what needs to happen next to carry on the work. They find that they already have the resources. They have other people who have walked with Jesus too. Other people who can help them. Other people who can be brought in. So they discern together to find one of these people to join the work in a new way. And then they pray to God for wisdom and guidance in this next step. This story about Matthias in Acts has sometimes seemed like a boring logistical interlude to me at other times when I've read it. But I'm seeing the beauty of it when I read it from this moment where we are. This story isn't as dramatic as Jesus ascending to heaven in the clouds or the Holy Spirit descending on everyone in flames at Pentecost. It's an in-between story. And yet, there's something profound here. This is a story where we see how far the disciples have come. This group has learned resilience, leadership, and how to call for God's help in uncertain times. We see a sharp contrast between this story 
and so many of the Easter stories we've been reading where the disciples are confused, where they don't know what to do, where they don't know what to believe. And in those stories, Jesus meets their confusion with compassion. It's fine, it's another part of the story. It's a part of being a person. It's a part of being a follower of Jesus. And yet here, we get to see a different part of the story. We get to see a part of the story where the disciples are not confused, where they know what to do and what to believe. Here, in a moment of the transition, they know their next steps, and they know how to pray to God for help. I love that we get this interlude before the Spirit comes at Pentecost, because we get to see that the disciples have learned how to do the work. They are waiting for a miracle, but they're also taking care of each other before that miracle happens. They address their loss, they figure out what to do, and they pray together. They're in this beautiful balance of trusting in God's work around the corner and also discerning their own work in the here and now. And maybe that's where we are also. This is my prayer for us to, for, our, for my own transition and for this parish as we say goodbye, for our larger communities in a time of change. I pray that we find the balance of discerning what's our own work to do in the moment and trusting that God is working toward a future we can't fully anticipate. With the disciples, we are in a space where there is work to do and also a space of expectation, of openness, as we wonder how the Spirit will come to us next. In this space of transition, and in our scriptures today, I hear a call to take stock of both what we've learned and what we've lost. We can see how far we've come, how much we've grown, Yet we can also be honest with God and with one another about what's been hard, what's still wounded, what needs to change. As you come back together, I am asking you not to pretend that everything has been okay this past year. If your faith has grown, if you've found new strength in yourself, that's beautiful and worth sharing. But at the same time, it's my hope that this church this house of prayer for all people would also be a house of honesty, a house of healing, a house where it is safe to talk about loss and struggle as well as success, a place where you find more and more strength to move for real change together when that change is needed. Today's scriptures teach us that telling the truth is part of healing, even when it's hard, even when it takes courage to say it out loud. To support us all in that courage, I also hear a call to prayer for us in this time of transition. That could look a lot of different ways. Jesus prays a pretty elaborate theological prayer in John, and the disciples in Acts pray a very simple one from their hearts in the moment about what they need. Prayer can look a lot of different ways, but when we pray, our voices harmonize together in God's hearing, however scattered apart we might be. When we pray, it's part of the answer 
to Jesus' own prayer that we all might be one. And I ask that amid all there is to pray for in the wider world, all there is to pray for in your own life, I ask you to pray for me in my transition and to know that I pray for you. Friends, let's pray together now as we close. Holy God, we pray for St. John's in this time of transition. We pray that we be like a tree planted by streams of water. We pray that we be a stream of water for others. We pray that this place be a house of prayer, a house of healing, a house of truth-telling in the days to come. We pray for my move and for my ministry in your church. We pray that you make us one across the distances as we walk with you wherever we are. We pray that you protect us, and we pray that you make our joy complete. Amen.